0: And now for something completely different. Our hosts are recording from home to bring you the same quality of shows that made Radio DePaul 2020's best college station in the nation. Listen live at RadioDePaul.com or on the Radio DePaul app. This is Radio DePaul. Chicago's College Connection. Hello, everyone. My name is Zoe Paris. You're listening to Radio DePaul. And this is Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Welcome again. A preface I will say every episode, unless I forget. Black people and black women are not a monolith. What I say represents me and my perspectives. This is groundwork for conversation, not a source for everything black. So, this episode is a little bit lighter. Uh, we're going to be talking about black sitcoms. So, that's fun. Uh, <laughs> I actually posted on my Instagram um, ideas, opinions, questions, concerns regarding black sitcoms, um, I got a lot of reference to blackish specifically, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I have my gripes with the show, and we'll, <laughs> we will get into that, but um, just to get things started, I wanted to explain my point of reference for what I would consider for this episode of black sitcom. Uh, when I looked up a sitcom definition on google earlier today it says a genre of comedy centered on a fixed set of characters who mostly carry over from episode to episode pretty obvious like uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine New Girl Modern Family Good Place and those are like all the recent ones I can think of off the top of my head so yeah that's my classification so for black sitcoms I would specify that they are predominantly black. So, out of the main characters that are be that are being circled from episode to episode, they're majority black. Um, it doesn't have to be all black. I know there's a lot of black sitcoms that have, like, a token white, <laughs> which I find kind of funny. Um, but they don't have to be all black, but majority black because uh, it's about black experiences, right? So, a list... Of black sitcoms just so you can understand what i'm talking about tyler perry house of pain Bernie Mac show uh smart guy black jesus <laughs> that's a raven everybody hates chris fresh prince of bel-air sister sister blackish my wife and kids insecure martin uh which insecure is kind of a toss-up because they talk about serious things sometimes but so do other sitcoms Uh, I think it's more likely today that sitcoms don't have serious things going on, technically. I I guess it depends on what kind of sitcom you're watching. But I would consider Insecure a sitcom. Um, Martin, A Different World, The Jamie Foxx Show, Living Single. So those are all black sitcoms, right? So something you'll notice about black sitcoms, uh, a lot of them are comedian-led. *Bernie Mac Show, Jamie Foxx Show, My Wife and Kids... Blasey, blase, right? Uh, I think that's part of the reason that we don't really see black sitcoms the same way that we used to in the 90s um, or even pre-90s. I don't, I'm not sure when the Jeffersons came out, which used to be the longest running black sitcom, but I'm sure <laughs> that was a while ago. Um, but most of them, I would say, not most of them, but a, a good amount of them, are comedian-led and we don't see a lot of like to be a comedian is very different nowadays especially with the internet there are comedians that are relatively successful uh that are writing for shows that are writing for like SNL and stuff but there's also comedians that are successful on like a groundwork kind of way like um like YouTubers and such, like YouTubers that are actually like out there being comedians and going on tour, like a Noel Miller or Gus Johnson or Curtis Connor, those kinds of people, right? So I think there's less of a presence of comedy. Speaking of comedy, this is going to be a little side note. The whole Dave Chappelle situation—that's crazy. <laughs> uh no so from what i've heard because i refuse to watch it i just don't care enough to watch it i've been slightly into dave Chappelle as much as anybody else i'd figure um but i just don't like transphobia (laughs) or homophobia so i'm just gonna not watch it i did read a new york times article completely forgot who wrote it and i'm so sad but she was critiquing dave Chappelle and his new his new his new show but not show netflix special gosh his new netflix special uh and mostly just talking about the well the preface which i think was a good preface was comedy doesn't necessarily have to be punch up punch down whatever comedy is comedy you can say what you want but you cannot just avoid being criticized (laughs) like dave chappelle's kind of taking a like 12 not like a yeah a 12 year old gauge of comedy which is i can say what i want and say it's a joke uh, as long as other people are laughing and because i said it's a joke no one can kind of analyze it and take it seriously or like apply real world problems to it because there are real world problems with being transphobic even in humor because trans people are dying like actually actively dying a lot and going missing it's like trans women and black women and like native american women are constantly going missing because of stuff like this where it's like we're being funny about something without even like having surface level knowledge to be to have empathy in some form or way you know it's just weird and also it's really weird that a lot of the people that I've seen defend him are calling it in the name of comedy but like people can be criticized like I know I just said that but people can be criticized for literally anything and I think that's okay I think being scared of cancel culture and blah blah that's just there's so many people on the internet with so many different opinions and there just happened to be a group of them that shared the same opinion and they all talked about it whether or not a company decides to i don't know like do something about it is their business but that's all quote-unquote cancel culture is that's a whole other bag but i just want to talk about it because it's like a recent event and i think it'd be weird if i didn't talk about it Um, but yeah i haven't seen it i don't plan to from what i've read about it stupid. (laughs) I've read that it's stupid. Um, yeah, so there's my opinion on that. I don't know if anybody cares, but I gave it anyways. Uh, so yeah, also, little side note, um, to this side note, I, this could be quoted wrong, but I read from a New York Times article that at one point, Dave Chappelle said that he left the Dave Chappelle show because white people were, laughing with him basically so it's like who am i who am i making these jokes for white people do i as a black person want to be a minstrel no and that's why he quit right can we not think about that in any other regard (laughs) you know like I, i like as a black man i understand that black men are oppressed at a very very high level but they can also be an oppressor as being men and I think some some black men forget that it's just it's interesting because he's making jokes for transphobes that's what he's doing he's making jokes for homophobes does what why is that a good thing why is that a fun thing why is that something we want to support and my boyfriend watched it and he he's I wouldn't say he's less socially conscious than I am but I feel like he's he can take things um without feeling like offended (laughs) i'm more likely to be offended by something and even he watched he watched it and was like it just like wasn't funny (laughs) so (laughs) if you wanted an unbiased opinion if you think i'm biased my boyfriend doesn't like it (laughs) um anyways back on topic i just want to talk about that but back on topic Lexicombs. uh so comedian led that's how i got to dave Chappelle. um and i think something specific about black sitcoms especially before instead of now is it was creating content for the black community not just about them so I guess the whole Dave Chappelle thing is kind of connected when it comes to things like blackish which is why I don't really uh associate (laughs) um like blackish as much because it it touches on interesting topics um like I think one of the uh, one of the main episodes I remember because I've seen a couple but one of the main episodes I remember is when they talked about how like older black people are literally just republican (laughs) like all of their politics kind of align with being republican in some way uh because of black people's religious background or otherwise um hard workers blah blah blah. Uh, and how that's kind of funny because black people always vote democrat but because for the most part democrats okay not for the most part Democrats are the least racist party. (laughs) I wouldn't say they're not racist because I, I don't know. I haven't done enough mental research or actual research to confirm nor deny that. And I'm not going to do that here or today. Um, But I would, I would say they're the least racist party, at least blatantly compared to the Republican party who just like completely disregard any systemic racism and is actively trying to get rid of critical race theory. So, (laughs) but they touch on interesting topics like that, uh, which I think is fun to talk about um, and kind of a good way of painting a modern black family. But it definitely feels like it's made for white people, like it's white people's window into what it's like to be black and not just an expression of blackness. Um, And that's that's something that older sitcoms have like older sitcoms touch on police brutality and i mean i don't know anything else off the top of my head like smart guy had a episode where this guy was trying to like be kind of creepy and gross with the kids and like it was supposed to be like awareness about like stranger danger and stuff like that like all of these shows have realistic elements in them but it it felt a lot less politicized um, something I'll talk about in a later episode is how politicized the black body has become. Um, and I think that's kind of a a result of social integration. Um, and what I mean, and I don't think social integration is a bad thing. <laughs> it's not. I think it's just a product of it. Good things can have bad outcomes. Uh, but what I mean by social integration, we had physical integration, obviously. It wasn't like countrywide, but people were integrated, people weren't separated based off of the color of their skin the important part was social integration which i think is a more recent thing uh which is and this is also something that i've (laughs) like i haven't read any book that's like social integration this is something that i'm just kind of thinking of myself um but when i think social integration i'm thinking more um like we socially interact with each other we see each other on tv on the same level not just a black maid that's in the background and is the comic relief even though that still kind of happens um there is more we can see a black panther on screen with captain america we can see a black captain america we can see uh oops <laughs> spoilers for the new 007 movie um we can see i don't know if she was if, actually you can look her up you can tell that she's casted you can see a black 007 right But I think what that does, because there aren't a ton of black people at like the head of these companies, that then puts it in charge of the white people to represent black people. And that's not great, (laughs) especially because white people kind of being a centralized body, white people being the normal, quote unquote, um, forces them to be like, oh, wait, yeah, remember there's like other races We should, like, put them in here, but also have some input from other people, because we don't know what being black is like. We don't know what being Asian is like. Uh, We don't know what being, I don't know, (laughs) Hispanic is like. They're kind of forced to represent these people. Not forced, but they should, quote unquote, forced to represent these people when they don't have any of the information or maybe even the want to do that. So I think that's why we see a lot less like black sitcoms or like majority black cast besides like a black panther or blackish or grownish which i haven't seen and i don't think i will <laughs> just from like the clips that i've seen i've the acting doesn't look great but also so with segregation black people were forced to make their own communities with each other b e t if you will Right. That's the main example I'm going to use today because it's media, TV media. And with that, we're creating our own content. And then even with integration, we're still kind of being socially excluded from spaces Um, or not allowed to really enter into pop culture. So we make our own. And with social integration, we aren't really as much making our own anymore. BT isn't black owned anymore I said it a couple episodes back it's not black owned anymore it's uh, owned by Viacom uh, which I believe I mean I could be wrong but as far as I know it's not black owned anymore and you see that transition of power with like they're not really making shows besides Tyler Perry stuff <laughs> and Tyler Perry isn't good at explaining the black experience especially in a comedic way I mean like maybe early Medea stuff but like early Medea stuff you know so, I mean, that's that's why we're seeing a lot less of this stuff. Like I remember growing up watching Fresh Prince, watching Sister Sister, and like something felt right about just seeing people like me on screen just experiencing day-to-day things as I was without it being a political statement. Like Blackish feels so much like a political statement at times. When Will Smith is like dancing across screen, (laughs) or he's having a really deep moment about his father not truly loving him, it doesn't feel political. It feels like a young black man dealing with these problems. And maybe this, all of this has to do with there not being enough black people up top and I think that's probably the answer but why is it so hard to do that you know like we created our own space we kind of flourish in that space and now that the space is diminished what are we left with um I was looking through more recent black sitcoms And not all of them are on BET, by the way. This is just kind of a general idea. Um, But I feel like BET kind of has that energy, you know? (laughs) Like, when's the last time we cared about the BET Awards? Anyways, I was looking at more recent sitcoms, because I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's black sitcoms I'm just, like, not seeing. But there's only really, like, three or four, and three of them are the same franchise. (laughs) Um... So that's definitely not what it used to be when there was constant circulation of this kind of stuff. And then I thought, maybe it's the general death of sitcoms. The death of sitcoms is something that isn't new at all. Um, I feel like a lot of people have talked about it in some way. Like, I'm not the first one to talk about it, obviously. I was looking at articles before this. And I I saw some articles as back as 1999 talking about the death of sitcoms. I don't think sitcoms are truly dying. I just think the form that we're seeing them in is a lot different because of how important streaming is to modern culture. And I think even some of them are still kind of being presented on cable. Like, I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine was on cable. I believe The Good Place was on cable. These are all, like, super recent, (laughs) like, ended or are ending, like, soon shows. The Goldbergs was kind of recently. I don't remember when it ended, but it was vaguely recently. Um, Ghost is a new show that came out. I I will say, though, it's one of those shows that are, like, from the UK and, like, the US just remade it, so I don't know if that, like, counts. It's still a sitcom, but I don't know if it counts. (laughs) Um yeah so sitcoms aren't dying they're still around they're still being made people still like comedy it's not like comedy's dead maybe black comedy's dead (laughs) you know um like i can't think of a lot of black comedians that are like still big right now but also I can't really think of a lot of comedians that are like massive massive enough for a cable network to be like let's make a show about you kind of thing or like let's make a show where you're the main character and it's literally just like you work at a hotel and here's the hijinks that ensue here's your family here's the hijinks that ensue here's I don't know (laughs) here's a high school you're a teacher here's the hijinks that ensue like and maybe that's the answer, actually, because this is all kind of flowing. <laughs> maybe those kinds of sitcoms are dead instead of just sitcoms in general. The Good Place isn't like, I guess The Good <laughs> the good Place is just like, Heaven, Hijinks, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Cops, Jinks, <laughs> <laughs> New Girl, an apartment in, where are they based? I actually don't know where New, New Girl is based. I want to say, like, San Francisco or something. Anyways, Hijinks. So, yeah, that's actually retract my statement. It's not because those kind of shows are being being ended. But I think it might be comedians. I don't know. They're less com- comedian-led. There's just, like, funny people who are actors. And they're just, like, the leads of shows. And there's definitely, there's definitely not a lack of black actors. Because there's never a lack of black actors. I refuse to believe that that's the answer. Because they're definitely out there. They're definitely out there something else i want to touch on is how bad colorism is and kind of always was in black sitcoms it's terrible like now blackish if i'm i may be incorrect majority if not all light-skinned family it was definitely a trend early black sitcoms where the wife was light-skinned and like the father was dark-skinned sometimes the daughter was dark-skinned not always a lot of the time if the wife and the daughter were dark skin, they were swapped <laughs> for an actress who was light skin. like the first example i can think of is my wife and kids the second is fresh prince that's a little suspicious but like there was the whole paper bag test which is like you had to be lighter or as tan as a paper bag to be on tv what was that truly what was that because all this is is ethnocentric beauty standards taking over the black community wow (laughs) crazy it's crazy out here (laughs) but yeah colorism's so bad i mean colorism's bad in general like the fact that storm storm african people can be light-skinned but the fact that storm an african goddess was a light-skinned girl does not sit right with me like even Halle Berry and I love Halle Berry as Storm she honestly probably maybe shouldn't have played Storm (laughs) they should coulda shoulda woulda got someone dark-skinned in my opinion I mean there's just like a severe lack of dark-skinned women now I haven't talked much about Insecure I love Insecure That is the only recent black sitcom I can think of personally that I genuinely like. I think it's funny. I think it does a really good job. It does exactly what I think old black black sitcoms did, which was focused on a group of people and just let hijinks ensue without it necessarily being a political issue. And it's great. I love Issa Rae so much. She's going to be voicing Spider-Woman in the new Into the Spider-Verse movie and that is so hot so sexy Issa. i love you i love you i freaking love you Issa. um (laughs) but yeah insecure is great but i do think insecure is for an older audience like for it's about a woman in her 30s i believe just experiencing life like kind of like a girlfriends uh but just like a modern girlfriends and that doesn't doesn't make it bad But I think maybe it's just something for, like, the young adult audience, you know? Now, I've heard Dear White People. I have no... i so sorry, guys. I have no idea what Dear White People is about. I have zero idea (laughs) what Dear White People is about. So I can't list a single opinion on anything, which is kind of bad because I have a Dear White People poster in my room. But it's the movie with Tessa Thompson. I also haven't seen it (laughs) (laughs) but it's a little afro it's cute it's definitely cute it's like serving it's a moment but yeah I haven't seen it so I can't give any opinions on it I'm so sorry for the people that asked about it I'll watch it maybe I haven't really been watching tv shows so I can't guarantee that but I brought up Issa Rae from like I guess sparking off the colorism thing because she's a beautiful dark-skinned woman doing her thing being a comedian and we love to see black women comedians uh oh my god what's her name i mean taraji b henson is the one that popped up into mind, but that's not who i'm thinking of (laughs) i can't remember her name and this is so bad i love her she's very funny she's the one who like pooped in her ex's shoes (laughs) and like she's like oh this place is nice there ain't no roaches or nothing (laughs) That woman, that lovely woman, I think she's great. I think she's very present in, like, black movie comedies. Like, let's bring those back. Let's bring back bad movies that are made for black people. We can have bad movies. Not every movie has to be a cinematic masterpiece. Love Moonlight. Love Black Panther. Let's get a girl's trip again. <laughs> let's keep them going, okay? <laughs> yeah, also, I'm looking at my notes for this. I'm just, I am almost forgot about this, and it would have been really sad. Black men were so Fine in old sitcoms. I don't know what water they were drinking. Y'all. Just like, go, like, watch Living Single. Watch A Different World. They were fine. Oh my god. Like, I'm not saying black men aren't hot now. Of course they are. They're black men, they're amazing. But maybe it was the grit of the tv maybe it was the clothes that they were wearing maybe i don't know (laughs) i don't know what it could have been but godly like i would go on like in high school i would go through phases (laughs) i would go through phases of just like being obsessed with another black man from a sitcom um i think the last the last one was will smith (laughs) which he's hot will smith is a very attractive man um i don't remember any of their names i would just like look at pictures of them and be like wow (laughs) they were just like walking around like this they walked around like this and we just had to accept it as a nation and be like this man exists multiple of these men exist at the same time in the same place (laughs) and then they were just like so smooth with their girls on these tv shows and i was just supposed to accept that i have to watch these tv shows and be like this man's old now Like, I'm taken, but this man is out of my league in, like, age and everything else, and I have to live with that. I have to live with that every day. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's just, like, a little sign. (laughs) More hot black men in media. More hot black women in media. I need it. (laughs) I need it. Awesome. (laughs) i touched on earlier you know social integration and representation and how like representation has like kind of moved past like the magical negro and the black best friend trope it's still definitely there like remember tall girl yeah that movie there was a black best friend what (laughs) it's like in name of diversity they just like have you know or like I love Holes, and I don't think technically this is an example of this, but it gives a little bit of magic, magical Negro. Just a little bit. Just a tad. (laughs) But I think it's overall still a good movie. Like, it makes sense that this person is magical. Yeah, I think it's still a thing, sadly. And maybe it's a subconscious thing, like, oh, we're gonna have a black person in it, and they're gonna be the sound voice. They're gonna be the voice of reason. They're gonna be you know, they'll be the, they'll be this piece of representation, they'll be the token black person, and also they'll hold our character down, right, but that's not good, black people aren't just there to be held down, or like holding people down, black people aren't like always supposed to be a white person's side character, that's definitely what it feels like, the amount of rom-coms, I'm a huge rom-com girl, the amount of rom-coms that have just like a black gay man, because they're like double diversity <laughs> we got a black guy and he's gay we won we did it we've we've ended racism and homophobia in one full swoop it's all gone and died for this <laughs> it's terrible I, I, i'm trying to think if there's more recent iterations of this but i cannot. they're definitely there i I, like watch tv shows and i'm like or movies and i'm like that's the black best friend that's the token black best friend today (laughs) i was the token black best friend (laughs) (laughs) maybe this is all just me fighting back (laughs) from all those years (laughs) no no not at all but yeah i don't know the transition's being made i guess Um, I think we're seeing, I will say the, the build of black horror is awesome. And I think that's done a lot of things that, like black, black movie media is maybe taking up the whole very slowly, um, that black sitcoms have left and creating escapism for black people. Um, Black Panther for one, anything black horror related for two even though like a lot of them still deal with race they feel a lot less political than like 12 years of slave you know like i watched Candyman recently loved it it was such a just like visually beautiful movie and it dealt with race and like police brutality but i was like scared (laughs) and i wasn't scared of the police i was just kind of like spooked um and that was fun obviously there's the Jordan Peele stuff I think is Candyman Jordan Peele I don't know um there's the Jordan Peele stuff and that those are good they're still kind of like talking about race but I think they do a good job of like yeah this is about race but I don't have to like analyze my own life too bad right now you know like I'm having a good time this doesn't feel hurtful to me Jordan Peele stuff. Or, oh, th- like, us? That has basically nothing to do with race. <laughs> but yeah, I think movie media is kind of kind of doing it. Movie media is listening to people a lot more, I think. Listening to people and how they want to be represented. Also, the lack of sitcoms, probably. <laughs> because the Wayan? Wynan? Wayan? I never know how to pronounce their last name. The Wayan Brothers? Aren't making stuff anymore <laughs> the way <wind> show <sighs> uh, i miss them i miss them so much those scary movies great white chicks great Ugh. i could do a whole episode on white chicks probably i might <laughs> let me know if you want me to do a white chicks episode i might actually do it um but they're not making stuff anymore i feel like they're just like behind or in a lot of stuff that just like was black and great and they were funny and it was awesome it was very awesome this was a wonderful talk guys this was kind of everywhere um i had originally planned to like watch some episodes and like come oh oh my god i almost forgot oh my god gosh oh, i'm so bad living single and friends i have to talk about this i would have been very angry with myself if i didn't friends is literally a ripoff of living single <laughs> like it's literally a ripoff like the guy who made friends was like what if we did Living Single but made it all white people. And so sorry guys this is a hot take. Friends is it that funny? I don't enjoy it. Living Single has Queen Latifah. What does Friends have? Exactly. Exactly. If you literally if you look up two shows and like look at their Wikipedia, I had a whole plan of reading both of them, but there there's like oddly specific verbs Like, it says six black 20-somethings in the first one, and one says Brooklyn and one says Manhattan, and if you're a fan of either of them, you'd be able to point it out. Either way, they both sound very similar, because they're the same. (laughs) They're the same. They're exactly the same, except one's better, and it's not friends. And that's all I really had to say about that. I think it's stupid that they stole from black people, but that's not new. People steal from black people all the time like literally all the time people from other countries steal from black people k-pop is literally just from black people <laughs> like not even as a joke like k-pop started because of black boy bands like black street that's just a fact people just love stealing from black people it's crazy anyways i just wanted to touch on that before i ended the show um i hope you enjoyed this episode this is a pretty chill episode especially compared to last week i hope you guys enjoyed the show Thank you for listening. You can find me on Insta at xoe.parris, that is zoe.parris, where I will post weekly for questions or ideas, or you can find me on Twitter at xoe underscore p-a-r-r-i-s. I hope you have an amazing week, and I will see you next time.